Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Rock Countouts Top 10 Show. Today, we're going to take a look at... Oh, don't rev your engine just yet, Larson. Oh. You you need a sputtering engine for these wrestlers because they all had lemon years. So this mm. was, of course, uh, last week we did... Uh, or sorry, two weeks ago, rather. We did wrestlers who had the best 2022 and what a fantastic year it was for them. Uh, these wrestlers on this list... Uh, uh, not so much mm. today on going and raw we're going to take a look at the wrestlers the 10 wrestlers plus a bunch of honorable mentions yeah who had the worst 2022 maybe hey you know what mm. maybe ain't nowhere to go but up for these wrestlers exactly, exactly. maybe they'll land on the other list next year 2020 next year do you recall did we do like a similar list uh for last year, if you give me a moment, I could I could I could check. I mean, I know we've done this kind of list before, but I yes. don't know if we did one last year for this. I think we might have skipped last year. I think we did skip last. And we year did it maybe this. the year before. I don't know. Anyways, while you do that research, uh, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and remind you all if you're watching us on YouTube, give us a do us a huge favor and hit that like button, little thumbs up thing. Uh, hit that subscribe button, and the notify bell. Uh, if you're listening to this in the audio realm. Do his favor, give us a rating, review, or a comment. And if you want to help support Going In Rod, go check out patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Have a variety of reward tiers, including $5 a month, get your bonus episode every single week, 
where it's usually a pretty beefy thing. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff on Overrun. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's uh, uh, morphed into some huge kind of omnibus, if you will, show where it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, yeah, a little bit of everything. With more stuff coming in the new year, I got a really good idea for Overrun, but I'm not going to spoil it here. I got to talk to you about it uh, when we're off air. So uh, before we get started, I can confirm the last time we did the, the the best and worst list was actually 2019. May I ask before we get started with our list? Who made the 2019 list for worst? Well, let's go. I, I was looking on you. Give me a second, please. Uh, hold. So it, it was it was when you were uh, 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 vacationing in Scotland. Wow, yeah. That we did it. So worst. So there's some familiar names. I was in names. Scotland in July. What were we doing doing that in July? Because I had to, we had to do a week of programming of, of the stuff. Stuff because okay. we had to. Yeah. Uh, there's some, uh, there's some crossover here. Oh, wow. So people just real bad run. All right, well, let's dive into it, man. Let's start off with number 10, 10 Miro, man. So like, we know he was dealing with an injury towards the end of last yeah. year. Yeah. It was a hamstring but, injury. Yeah. But once he was healthy, we still only managed, we only saw Miro in four matches in 2022 so far there's only a small handful of days Less left in the month in, yeah, the, in I mean, the year yeah seen him since all out no i know he was uh they're launching a story with him versus malachi because he got misted um and then you know i wonder if part of this i'm sure part of the reason we haven't seen him since all out is because malachi we'll get to malachi here in a bit later uh you know took a leave from AEW um and and seemingly kind of a side effect of that was Miro, his creative getting uh, derailed, and for whatever reason, Tony Khan couldn't think of anything else for him, which boggles my mind. Yes, Steve. So, in the wrestling world, Larson, there's a phrase. Plans change. I think that's just what Dave Meltzer says whenever he gets something wrong. Yeah. But, like, you know, for example, CM Punk, uh, uh, he he disappeared because of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, like, the people that were supposed to be involved with him, they, they they still got programs on TV and did stuff. The elite, Kenny Omega, they disappeared for similar reasons to CM Punk. The people they were supposed to feud with, they still did things and got got programs on TV. What, yeah. Why not, Miro? I don't know, because as we saw in 2021, when uh, he started uh, the Redeemer character, he's one of the best promos in the entirety of professional wrestling. He was doing some of the absolute best character work. He could put on really good matches. Like, he's... And the, and the crowd was getting behind him. Seriously. Why? How, how do you not find a, a way to get this guy on TV on a regular basis? Let me uh, pivot to somebody with some similarities to Miro in, 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 in the respect that at one point Miro was a fairly dominant character. Yeah. Wardlow. Yeah. Fairly dominant guy. I don't understand. Although I, I understand on one hand you want to build you know your youth. You want to build your younger guys. I get that. But Miro is an infinitely more interesting guy. He already had one terrific run with the TNT ch- mm-hmm. t- title. Mm-hmm. You and I thought that he was a shoe in to get the All-Atlantic title. Yeah. Um, that didn't end up happening. Could you imagine if he got that All-Atlantic title and he just goes on a dominant run? I'll go one further in fantasy book a little bit. Given that he's like, you know, this religious guy and factions are a thing, isn't it perfectly normal for like a big religious nut? 
to have his own flock? Like, yeah. why not build a faction around Miro? Like, dude, there's like endless numbers of stories you can tell I with know. everything he does in his promos. It's insane that they haven't found anything for him. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. Like, he, he, sh- yeah, I understand he was dealing with injury and some stuff outside of the ring for the first part of the year, but still, there's, there's really no reason why he should not have been a featured player. You know, at least after Forbidden Door. Right, you know? yeah, that's where they had the the fatal four way, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, Pack wins the title. He has a problem with Malachi, but Malachi disappears. That's fine. So he can still have a problem with Pack. Mm-hmm. He can still have a problem with any number of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's this is nuts to me because everything you said about him is true. He's one of the best characters that AEW concocted. Yeah, go ahead. Here, here's another thing they 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 probably could have and should have done. So when they had the House of Black versus Sting, Darby, and Miro match at All Out, who got the pin? It was Darby. You know, right, why man. didn't Miro go up to Darby right away and be like, how can I do what I'm supposed to do mm. if I'm not the one getting the win Yeah, uh, on Malachi? Now I have beef with, beef with you, Darby Al. Yeah. You could have yeah. started that feud. Yeah. It's right there. Yeah, dude, it, it's absolutely crazy. Like they took these really awesome promos that they never really even expanded the way they should have. And it just honestly, it just seems like, you know, the way Tony Khan books, uh, certain people go out of sight, out of mind, and uh, if he if he doesn't have something for them, they just they just sort of disappear, as opposed yeah. to maybe sitting down with them and saying, "Hey, what would you?" Which is weird because it seems like he he has other people doing kind of you know scheduling out their own stuff. I don't know what's going on there, but you let a guy like Miro s- slip, you know. Uh, he honestly like he was the one guy who really him and Brody Lee, two a two WWE former WWE names who really like transformed themselves completely from what they were in WWE. Well, it, it's a shame. It's an absolute bummer. Um, and and uh, Miro, as Rusev, uh, was on the list in 2019. Mm. It's bizarre that nobody knows what to do with him. And yeah. it's it's a shame because, like, I don't know, I could come up with fucking a million ideas off the top of my head for Miro. I know. He's an immensely talented individual. For Rusev, maybe not, but Miro, definitely. Yeah, yeah. The Redeemer character is outstanding. Oh, my God. It's so it's so good. It's really good. Anyways, uh, let's move on here. Number nine. Nine. Adam Cole, baby. Baby, so like, baby. The first half of his year was all right. He had a couple title shots against Hangman Page for the AEW yeah. World Championship. He didn't win any of them. But there's a couple good bouts there. And then he was part of the Fatal 4-Way bout. I mean, they took the story of him losing twice to Page and took that into uh, the uh, IWGP Heavyweight Championship bout at Forbidden Door. Um, uh, unfortunately, though, he suffered a concussion during that match and has been out of action ever since. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then on top of that, you know, we had this dream scenario where you had, you know, the original uh, Undisputed Era all in the mm-hmm. ring at the same time, and it looked like they were heading towards, you know, a big program with Kenny and the Bucks. They turn on the Bucks, and um, unfortunately, you know, due to the length of time that Kenny was out and that sort of coinciding with not just brawl out but also Adam Cole's uh, concussion issues, which we still don't have a time frame in terms mm-hmm. of, like, when he's supposed to be coming back, which, you know, for the human being, Adam Cole, even though, does amazing. There's a guy that looks exactly like him on Twitch called Chugs. Yes. Uh doing just great work over there. Yes. He seems to be having I think Chugs is having a terrific 2022. Yeah. But the the wrestler Adam Cole in terms of being of doing wrestling stuff. Um yeah, he he came off like a just an absolutely stunning amazing 2019. And then, 
you know, uh, uh, didn't make it to main roster because of who knows why either Vince want to make him a manager. Or they want to take away his Twitch or some combination thereof. He had a lot of friends and his girlfriend over there, of course, in AEW. Maybe he wanted to join them. Um, but uh, he was a featured player in AEW, yeah. and this year just sucked. It just absolutely sucked for him. Yeah, and then now Kyle O'Reilly's hurt too. Bobby Fish, uh, he, he's boxing now, showing up mm-hmm. at Impact. The yeah. silent crowds. He's not in AEW anymore because his contract Where's wasn't. Where's the lie? Where's the lie? Wasn't picked up. So yeah. you know any any notion we had of Redragon and Adam Cole taking on Kenny and the Young Bucks seemingly gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only saving grace might be who knows. Maybe in 2023, Roderick Strong will get out of his contract and head over to AEW. Maybe they'll have a reset on you know the other three fourths of the Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm arguably the more popular version of undisputed era was when it was oh, just yeah. those three guys. Yeah. Um, with Roderick strong and Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, and maybe we'll get a reboot with Kenny being all jacked and everything. Uh, maybe they can revisit that in 2023. Is that something people would like to see? I would like to see just to see, you know what they could do with that. The Adam Cole, Kenny Omega stuff, I think could be a lot of fun, man. Oh yeah. I mean, when they, when they remember back in new Japan, where they were kind of starting this, that story where Adam Cole's, he ended up leaving, and so Cody took the spot. Yeah. Where Adam Cole was just, gosh, he was just annoying the hell out of Kenny. The whole match where he's just, Adam Cole, baby, Adam Cole, baby, in that tag match. God, that um, was funny. That was amazing. Amazing. Yeah, was so awesome. we haven't got, we haven't seen that story through. It would be pretty cool if we could actually see that story. I think, I think a lot of people would be interested in that, man. Hopefully we'll get it in 2023. But hey, look, regardless, Adam Cole, what a sweetheart. Every time we rate him on the Twitch, oh. nicest guy. Yeah. That time I went to the Performance Center without you. Uh, he was, you know, became my best friend pretty instantly. Mm-hmm. Still wish that we would have brought you along. That was a bad move on our part. Well, you know, hindsight 2020 wins and learns, Steve. I always bring that up. I don't know why. I yeah, I know. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. 
Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Anyways, let's move on. Number eight. Eight. Malachi Black. So uh, Malachi dealt with, let's say, uneven creative through most of 2022. And then uh, shortly before All Out, I believe, he uh, reportedly asked for his release from AEW. And after something that he denies, but well, well, we'll get to that in a second. So um, even at All Out after the loss to Darby Sting and Miro, you know, he said goodbye to the crowd at -hmm. the very least taking the leave. And so a couple weeks after he uh, all out, he posted a message on Instagram confirming and this message he says, uh, literally I did a deed ask for my release. Oh, Oh wait, when was that? This was a couple weeks after all out. This is like mid September. Okay. Okay. So this is what he had to say uh, on this Instagram post quote. This isn't the full thing. It's just, it's part of it It says uh, I did indeed ask for my release the last two years of my life have lended to a lot of setbacks. Both me and my wife have been affected by uncontrollable actions from the outside that result in loss of life, medical setbacks, career jeopardizing, the suicide of a close friend, a close family member uh, almost losing their life, and experiencing an injury that I was sure was the end of my career. I spent every week going through several sessions of rehab, dry needling, and therapy just to be able to walk and compete. Now this being the tip of the iceberg with a combination of the promises my professional field that were not upheld, which resulted as a combination of all these to a complete demoralization of life and career. This decision has been in mind for the past six weeks. So it was in this post that he was announcing that he was taking a leave from it. Yeah, AEW. okay, I remember that, yeah. yeah so I think he, yeah. then he, he had a video update <clears throat> Yeah. after that. Yeah. Um, so, um, of course, he and the House of Black just uh, returned to AEW recently. Hopefully, from a creative standpoint, they get them going on the right track. I mean, so far, it's a small sample size, but they're just showing up and destroying everybody. That seems like a good start. It does. They filmed some really, really killer video vignettes. Um, Interestingly, he had plenty of matches during the year 2022. Guess how many singles matches he had? Four. Two. In AEW. Really? Yeah. Why? One against Brian Pillman Jr., uh, and then won the qualifying match for the All Atlantic title against uh, who was that? Pen? No, yeah, yeah, Penta, yeah, Penta, hmm. yeah, uh, Pentagon. Um, but otherwise, yeah, he had a probably well a six minute long match against Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, on January fifth. But uh, and that was coming off the heels of beating the other Pillman, Griff Garrison, mm-hmm. a couple weeks earlier on Dynamite. But yeah, he's uh, everything else. I mean, he had a lot of tag matches and a lot of six mans. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was, he was, I mean, uh, look, if, if they're going to focus on him as a singles guy, I'm sorry, as a, as an act, as a house of black trio, Mm -hmm. then I guess go after the trios titles, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. I guess just do that. Um, I don't know who's going to, I assume the elite's going to come out on the, on the end of this, uh, the best of seven, but if they don't and they decide to do other stuff with them and they keep those titles on death triangle, you can just revisit this feud. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, based on, I'm sure, travel issues and injury just kind of happened and then ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there is there is the, 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 the span of time when, you know, based on, because I know Pac had some travel issues related to, uh, you know, COVID stuff. Mm, yeah. um, and then Phoenix was hurt for a stretch. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, the House of Black was feuding with Fuego Del Sol for months. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, maybe at a certain point, yeah, if if Death Triangle holds on to those trios titles at the end of uh, at the end of this best of seven series, and yeah, revisit it. So have they House traded, Black yeah, beat them, and then have them go on a huge run. So it looks like okay. So Alsa Black actually got the best in the end against sort of a death triangle. So they they traded off victories one to one, but then at Revolution twenty twenty two, House of Black beat Death Triangle, but it was Pac Penta uh, and, and Redbeard. Eric Redbeard. Wasn't it? it was Redbeard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Maybe there's some stuff there they can still mine. But uh, whatever they do, we want to see more of them, and we want to see them taken seriously, and we want to see them with gold in twenty twenty three. Yes, because yeah. uh, when when book correctly, uh, especially spectacular stuff there with the House of Black. Absolutely. All right, man. Let's move on to number seven. Seven. RK bro. So things were looking up for Matt Riddle and Randy Orton heading into 2022. Riddle was one half of the most popular tag teams in WWE with Randy Orton. Man, yeah. RK bro. Super were over. Super over. They're either champs or usually contenders for tag titles. And there were reports that Riddle was at one point supposed to win the Rumble. Mm-hmm. But all that came to an end after RK Bro lost a tag title unification bout in May of this year. Orton was then sidelined with a back injury, which required surgery. We're still not sure if he's even going to come back. Shortly after that, Riddle was put into a program with Seth Rollins heading into SummerSlam. That bout was eventually pushed, and recently we found out the reason why Riddle had reportedly failed a drug test. He failed another one more recently, was pulled from the road, and according to Bodyslam.net, has entered rehab. It's impossible to overstate how much RK Bro was over yes. last year, Larson, and yes. it looked like there was going to be a huge, a lot of money to be made between for Riddle and Orton for whenever that team was going to split up. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> Hold on, sorry. Zoom just automatically, like, it just switched our cameras there. What? Um, yeah, that was weird. Zoom's trying to fuck on us. Anyways, um, so, uh, of course, uh, Orton reported by Fort, fight, Fortful. Fightful was reported that Orton underwent fusion on his lower back. Uh, fusion surgery on his lower back is going to keep him out of action for a lot of time. And some have even speculated that that could be it for him. He's been yeah. in, he's been doing it for over 20 years now. Yep. yep. Um, yep. You know, nobody would blame him if he called it a day. Yeah. Um, depending on the, the severity of the injury and, and how many vertebrae that had to be fused. I mean, I guess it's possible that, that it's going to take him quite a while to come back to action if he comes back at all. There's been several reports about concern within WWE about his uh, wrestling future uh, in, in light of this injury. So, I mean, Orton was especially was doing some of the best work of his entire career. That is true. Um, as part of RK-Bro. Um, so it's, it's a bummer that their run as a tag team kind of had to end how it did given the injury. And, you know, it's, 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 it's unfortunate that Riddle, um, you know, uh, seemingly after that, or maybe, maybe before, I don't know, um, failed a couple drug tests and you can only hope that, you know, he's going to rehab, um, coming out the other end of that healthy, happy and in, in, in a better place. Yeah, I, I agree. It's kind of interesting, dude, that when Triple H took over, Riddle, who I think seemed to be somebody that Triple H really appreciated back in NXT. Mm-hmm. Seemed like it. Really? Like there was nothing for him. If um, anything, from a character standpoint, he took a couple steps back from where he was as member of RK-Bro. Yeah, yeah. He regressed. Once RK-Bro broke up, he, first off, under Vince, was just obsessed with Randy Orton. He'd always talk about, my friend Randy, I'm doing this for you, Randy, to an almost uncomfortable degree. 
Um, and then when Triple H took over, that aspect fell off. But you did see a bit more of the rambling riddle, the the rambling stoner of from old, yeah. before RK Bro. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and it seemed well. It seemed like there was a story, and I I can understand this that he was kind of cast adrift on Raw without a friend. Yeah, and so it seemed like okay. He was trying to find a new friend to kind of feel Randy's shoes, and it seemed like maybe at least he thought he had found that friend in Elias. Even mm-hmm. though you could kind of tell that Elias was just waiting to hit him with that guitar. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I imagine that's where the story would have gone, is Elias mm-hmm. would have turned on Riddle, they would have feuded. But to think that, you know, uh, a year ago, Riddle was a serious contender for the Rumble. Yeah, right. Um, and, and having a title match at Mania. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 to now, you know, his kind of future, short-term future, kind of unknown. Mm. Um, yeah, it's not not been the best year. He did, although, get his first name back. He did. So, that's kind of nice. That's good. That's good, yeah. I guess. All right, let's move on with number six. Six. Andrade Alido. So uh, Andrade was another AEW talent that was dealing with, uh, shall we say, subpar creative. Mm-hmm. Throughout most of 2022, although he's put on some awesome matches, there were some he great matches. He always puts on awesome matches. Yes, yeah. um, and then in October, Andrade, Sammy, uh, got into a bit of beef after mm-hmm. uh, Sammy Guevara. Sorry, Sammy Guevara. Yeah, Sammy Guevara. Uh, after Andrade sent an interview with Mas Lucha, I did have one issue with the wrestler. I'm going to say his name. It was Sammy Guevara. <laughs> that still kills me. That still kills me. <laughs> because the question that was asked of him was, <coughs> "Brawl out." Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he segues talking about Sammy Guevara. He continues, uh, I had an issue with him because he once came into the locker room and complained that we hit him too hard. It's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Solve it in the ring. Uh, mm-hmm. If I hit hard, hit me hard too. I learned that he came in that he accused me like a little girl. After I learned about it, I spoke to him and asked if he had an issue with me, but he said he did not, and that's all there is to it. It's funny because not even WB, for example. Uh, Seamus likes to hit. And all my respect for him because he loves to hit hard and loves the strikes. He is wild. Even The Miz likes to throw strikes. Not even John Cena complained about me, so if he did not complain, imagine this kid who was just starting, but there's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so their beef went to social media next with That's Andrade great. tweeting, I said it to your face, if you had a problem with me and you said nothing, I won't beat your ass because I'm a prof- professional. Don't be scared. When I say something, I name names. I'm not scared to get fired. And then Sammy Guevara responded, you didn't say shit to me, you liar, but here's some truth, you ungrateful prick. You would be jobless if it wasn't for your dad-in-law. Are you really mad at me or mad at yourself for failing to get over for a second time? Just go back to WB like we all know you want to do and fuck off. Of course, there's also, uh, I think, some rumors this year that Andrade tried to get released. So Andrade followed with, okay, I'm a liar. See you on Wednesday. I'll tell you to your face again and nothing you say that you, nothing you say that you do not have any problem. And Jose, the assistant, chimed in saying, I was there and can't confirm this incident happened. Well, fast forward to the following dynamite. What happens? We yeah, shit fight. happens. We yeah, there's a fight backstage. Yeah, there's, yeah. Uh, apparently, Sammy Guevara did everything he could. Number one, it's funny because we get like this, we get like the narrative that comes out of that fight at first. And it was like, it wasn't like Sammy went in with like a sucker punch or something like that. I forget yeah, what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. But it was very Andrade friendly. And then you get sort of like the real story or more corroboration from a bunch of other people saying, no, it was Andrade was looking for a fight. Sammy did literally everything he could not to fight him uh, until he had to defend himself. 
And uh, and so, yeah, it, it made Andrade look pretty bad. Sammy Guevara showed up on that episode of Dynamite. Andrade did not was sent home, and we have not seen him since. Yeah, uh, he's apparently recuperating from a torn pectoral muscle. True, yeah, yeah. After having um, surgery on it. So not a great year for Andrade. Although he got no. married. He and Charlotte got married this year, so congratulations to them. I mean, there is—he had some highlights. He got to oh, team yeah. with Ric Flair, and what he was being called his last match, even though we all know yeah. that's not the case. Yeah, uh, they beat Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. He actually did win a lot. I'm looking at his cage match right here, and like between uh, solo matches, I mean, he didn't—he wasn't perfect, but between his solo matches and uh, his multi-man matches, he actually took—he actually had a lot of wins this year. Yeah, uh, but and you know, I feel like his is. Unlike a guy like Miro, who's nowhere to be found, Andrade's always on TV. Now, is he always doing kind of the same thing, recruiting Preston Vance? Yeah, maybe. Uh, or it Darby felt like that was going on. Yeah, yeah. It felt like that was going on for for a while. Yeah. But like, I feel like his creative wasn't, I'll put it this way, his creative was there. It wasn't dog shit, but it just wasn't as good as we think it could be. Yeah. Um, and like you said, he always has phenomenal matches. It's just, you know, I don't know if he wanted out of AEW and he tried to orchestrate that uh, or what the deal was. But uh, regardless, he didn't, you know, not necessarily mission accomplished for Andrade yeah. if the idea was he wanted to uh, take the next level up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's move on, Steve. Let's move on to number five. Five. Kota Ibushi. Uh, so Kota's been out of action since suffering a shoulder injury in the 2021 G1 Finals against Okada. Um, and it seemed like he might have recuperated at least enough uh, earlier this year to return to action because he was initially announced to be part of the field for this year's New Japan Cup. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, almost yeah. As, as, as quickly as he was announced for the tournament, he was withdrawn from mm-hmm. said tournament. And not long after, he posted some screenshots of text messages of a conversation between himself and a New Japan talent executive. And that talent executive threatened to fire Coda for making an unapproved appearance at uh, Takamishinoku's promotion. I think it's called mm-hmm. Just Tap Out. Yeah. And then uh, Ibushi uh, responded, just blasting this executive. And threatening to expose, quote, the sexually harassing bosses from the company's president's lies to the unreasonable power harassment. So eventually New Japan got involved uh, uh, and then uh, in the uh, press conference about it uh, said they were going to uh, dole out some punishments for both mm-hmm. Bushi for they said he was in violation of his contract for showing up at that show and yeah. this talent executive 
for the way he uh, talked to Kota Ibushi. And then in yeah. July, uh, Ibushi mentioned during a fan Q&A that his shoulder injury was, quote, <clears throat> getting worse. Yeesh. And that, quote, if I wrestled now, my shoulder would dislocate in less than a minute. Wow. So more recently, in early December, Meltzer reported that uh, Bushi's shoulder was holding up well to, quote, light training even more recently. Bushi mentioned in an interview with Dark uh, Pororesu Flosion that he's got a, a pretty significant uh, size deal on AW on the ta- from AW on the table and that he wants to start his own promotion once his New Japan contract expires early next year. He's one of the more interesting characters in pro wrestling, one of the more interesting personalities, whether it's on screen or off screen. Yep. I don't, I'm not sure there's much of a difference, to be honest with you. He seems like one of those dudes who you just, you know, it, he is who he is. <clears throat> um, it also was, you know, exposing an uglier side to Bushi Road and their practices. Um, and uh, And there's also, like, the matter of, like, the language barrier because like you know you read these the translated tweets and it was it was all very confusing and even people who do speak the language uh you know were hesitant to to try to nail down what he said too much from what i saw because it there's there's a lot of context that might be missing from a straight up translation yes yes so a lot of question marks in terms of what's going on there um but you know, it, it does go to show that as much as we'd like to think that Kotobushi is somewhat maybe from a different planet because of the way he wrestles and how much he's put his body through, um, he's human. Yeah. And it seems, you know, he's he's not young. He's like 37 or he's something. He's in his late 30s, yeah. Yeah. And even though he still looks remarkable for his age, um, I mean, he literally does not look like he's aged. Uh you know, obviously he's dealing with issues that preclude him from getting back in the ring. Yeah. The frustration of the New Japan, you know, front office situation, I think, would probably compound uh, or, or or add some complexities to his return to the ring. Yeah. I'd be kind of surprised if we saw him in a New Japan ring anytime soon, just given all the stuff that's happened. Yeah, I would, too. I mean, he's one of the most electrifying performers in professional wrestling. He is. And he's put his body through a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot, you know. You see yes. the gifts of all the kind of goofy stuff he did in DDT Pro. Watch the highlights from his match against Kenny Omega in that same uh, promotion, and they are beating the hell out of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beating the hell out of each other, and that's just a small fraction of what he has put his body through. Um, and it's unfortunate that you know this. He's had injuries in the past, obviously, but you know the the shoulder injury, which. At the time, you could tell they had to stop the match against Okada. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you think separated shoulder, a few months he'll be back. Yeah. Wasn't the case here. Yeah. Um, and uh, hopefully, you know, if, if his body is responding well and he's eager to get back into the world of professional wrestling, um, I think the world of pro wrestling would be all the better having him back. Yeah, I, I know. I agree with you. He's 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 a fantastic. I mean, he's just he's so interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that he says he uh, you know he exists. By a twenty-four hour, a twenty-five hour a day schedule, because he goes he to sleeps. bed one hour later each day. Yeah, he milks the most at a time. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, be interesting to see what twenty twenty-three holds for him, or if he just continues to heal up and, and lays low once he's out of his New Japan contract. If they haven't frozen it or whatever, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what he does. But uh, but yeah, no, not the best year if you're a Kota Bushi fan. Uh, to see what's going on with that because yeah it seemed like 
since New Japan had signed him, they were intent on having him be a top guy, if not the top guy. Yeah, yeah. And we saw that when they had him win both titles, unified them. Yeah, right. Single belt. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of uh, confusing why he quickly, pretty quickly lost it to Will Ospreay. Yeah, yeah. After that, but. Yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, let's move on. Number four. Four. So, Robert Roode. This is a bummer. Yeah, rude. Yeah, this is a this is a real bummer. So this is one of the biggest misses in terms oh, yeah. of NXT call ups, I think, in the history of the WWE. Yeah, I think so. I think so. You think about the work he was doing in NXT, <laughs> the tactical strategic heel. Yeah. Um, I know his 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 manifesto, if you will, about having the whole front rows surrounded by CEOs and such never came to fruition. But nonetheless, yeah. he was doing incredible work in NXT and he came up to main roster and his gimmick was his theme song. Yes. He was generic, smiling baby face. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was a few years back. Let's fast forward to this year. So he spent most of the first half of the year jobbing out. Yeah, correct. Either as one half of the Dirty Dogs with mm-hmm. Dolph or as a singles wrestler, losing mm-hmm. at uh, live events to Veer Mahan a lot, if yeah. cage matches be believed, yeah. and also Amos. Yeah. Um, and then since about late June, he has been completely out of action. And... Fairly recently, earlier this month in December, he announced on Instagram that he had surgery on his neck to fuse his C5 and C6. So that's, the, if, if memory is correct, that was the vertebrae at the base of your spine. Yeah. Or at the base of your neck, sorry. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, at his age, I'm not sure. He, look, he's in phenomenal shape. Yeah, he's 40s, mid-40s, I want to say. I think, yeah, I think he's on, I think he's past 45, I think. Yeah, he might be. I think he's like, yeah. Um I'm looking at his cage match right now, and I'm trying to find the last time he won a singles match. And I know we've talked about this before. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like 2019 or something like that. I, I believe it was match. 2019. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, like you said, he's been doing – yeah, here it is. Uh, February 2020. Oh, 2020. He beat, All right. he beat Kofi Kingston on SmackDown. Wow. Yeah, pretty gnarly. Um, wow. But, uh, but yeah, no, like you said, Veer Mahan beat him a lot on the house show circuit. His last match was in late June. And then he was gone. And then, yeah, recently, you know, he had fusion surgery. I don't know if that's the kind of thing. I mean, we've, I think we've, like, didn't Edge have fusion surgery? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he seemed to be, just given his his placement in NXT, a favorite of Triple H, or at least somebody that Triple H saw value in, mm-hmm. I think a long time away. Um, and, uh, you know, a bit of a clean slate could mean that he's going to have a good 2023 should he choose to come back to wrestling if he's able to, if his body can yeah. handle it. Yeah. I mean, he'll be out a, a significant amount of time uh, rehabilitating that that injury and, and, and recuperating from that surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, if, if he comes back later in 2023 and, and, and if Triple H still sees the value that he saw in him in NXT and if they can come up with creative for him, that'll kind of get him out of the hole he was in in the fans' eyes. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, not everybody watched Bob Roode in NXT. True. Yeah. Um, and saw what he is really capable of. So people mm-hmm. might just assume, oh, Robert Roode's here. Time for him to take this L. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. Um, you know, I do I do think though that, you know, bring back that theme song. <laughs> Make him about more than the theme song though. Yeah, have him go back to wearing suits. I know. Yeah. Yeah, it was a big deal when he came to NXT. He was like, yeah. oh, man, finally, Bobby Roode, you know, such a such a, a major player in Impact, TNA. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then to see him have a good run in NXT, like straight to the top, 
Yeah. And then he gets to main roster and Vince just saw him as the theme song. Yep. yep. So, uh, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully, you know, health comes first. He's Absolutely. able to, uh, uh, figure that out. And, uh, and if he comes back to wrestling, I have no doubt that triple H can have something good for him. And I think that he's talented enough to, to scrub the fans memories of all yeah. those losses. So many losses. Yeah. He's, he's got the talent to do that for sure. Uh, Bob Roode, another name that appeared on the 2019 list. Oof. Oof. When was his call up? 2018? Probably. Oh, wow. What year did we go to WrestleMania? 2017. So it was a year after that. It was a year after, yeah, it was a year after that, I think. And it was like the Raw after SmackDown after Mania, I think, yeah. in 20. Yeah. 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 My goodness gracious. All right, let's move on to number three. Three. CM Punk. So even before we even get the brawl out, for the most part, it was a good year for Phil. He had a really good feud with MJF. Mm-hmm. Probably feud of the year. Yeah. Unless I'm forgetting something. Uh, he beat Hangman Page for the AEW world title at double or nothing. And then after that, things kind of started going downhill. Like right after, his first match after, broke his foot. Yeah. He was out for a, 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 a couple months. Came back right before All Out. And his return promo uh, blasted Paige for going off script, even though he was going off script in his own promo. But that's whatever. It's, I guess it's up to you to decide whether you should have done that or not. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then he had that weird title unification bout with with Mox that he lost in like two minutes and then yeah. beat him at All Out. And then at All Out, of course, shit hit the fan for reals. Big time, yeah. We've talked about this probably more than we've talked about any one subject. In in, the, in you know it's funny because like Vince retired this year, and yet the thing we talked most about was CM Punk. Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why? Why? It's because in the midst of this investigation that AEW was doing, there was zero transparency. Yeah, true. So that every little rumor was like, oh, is this an indication? Who's going to lose their job? Was essentially the 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 the, the theme of all this because. Yeah. You know, like, okay, to recap, so after All Out, after CM Punk reclaims the AEW title, he sits next to Tony Khan and proceeds to uh, talk a bunch of shit about Colt Cabana. He brings this up. He yeah, brings this up. Yeah, yeah, no one asks him a question. Yeah. He brings this up. He proceeds to more or less bury AEW by saying, Hangman Page, who is he? What has he ever done in this industry? That was the guy that Punk initially won the title from. He was he was the, the the biggest story they had yeah. from the inception of the company. Hanging yeah. pages. Story. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, he blasts <clears throat> Kenny and the Young Bucks. Said they uh, couldn't run a target. Yes, and that they think that they're in Reseda still. Yes, he called Page an empty-headed dump fuck. Oh, that was nasty for going off script. All the while, Tony Khan is just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Phil's drinking his spindrift and eating his muffin. Yeah, um, and so I don't know. This lasts a good. 30 minutes or something like that. We're, we're trying to follow along while we're doing our all out recap. And we're yeah. shocked at some of the stuff that he is saying here. So eventually he leaves, goes to his locker room. And during his media scrum, he says, if you want, if he has something to say to me, you know where to find me. Yeah. He says that. And so reportedly the elite, the young bucks, Kenny Omega have something to say to him. So they go and find him. Yeah, they did that and go to his locker room. And that leads to a fight. Yeah. That saw, uh, uh, what they Nick steal. Jackson, Bite Kenny Omega. Yeah, Nick Jackson takes a chair to the face. Yeah. Um, Suspensions for everybody involved. Um, Just, what, about a month ago? Maybe a little bit more than that. Kenny and the Young Bucks returned at full gear. So November, a little Mm -hmm. more than a month. Um, Punk 
Torch tricep during the match box at all out. So even if this hadn't happened, he'd be gone. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and so still no official word on his fate in AEW, whether he's still with the company or not. Every Again, indication which speaks is to the lack of transparency. Exactly. About, We've heard yeah. reports of uh, a buyout trying to be negotiated between mm-hmm. Phil and AEW. Again, no firm answer either way on that. He's he's gone back to do an MMA commentary, made some jokes about brawl out on there. Yeah. So maybe he's moved on. But you know, you, you look at the first five months of the year for Phil. It's like, wow, this is a heck of a comeback for someone oh who's been in the wrestling yeah. business for seven years. Man, this yeah, is like the culmination of the story they were telling in AEW. And basically, since the day after Double or Nothing, it's all falling apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He jumped into the jumped into the crowd and broke his foot, and everything sucked after that. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so yeah. No, it, it's all been really weird, and uh, it's it's a shame. You know, regardless of if you think Punk was right or wrong, it's a shame that the the last image we have of him in wrestling is one that was just you know chock full of uh, of, of of venom, you negativity. Know, yeah. Negativity. Yep. Um. And uh, I don't know, maybe maybe it's maybe it's classic punk to go out that way, and maybe that's just the inevitable end of CM Punk. Who knows if he's going to be coming back to wrestling or not? Uh, his body seems pretty shot at this point. Yeah. Um. But uh. But who knows? Maybe he'll want to stick it to WWE, and he'll have a killer 2023 or whenever he's going to be able to come back. We have no idea mm-hmm. what his no compete clause is going to look like, or what he's going to do. Um. At this point, it just seems like he's chilling. Like you said, he's doing MMA commentary. Dax Harwood, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, yeah it was Dax, Dax Harwood it was Dax. posted an IG story with a picture of him and uh, CM Punk together hanging out. I think that was a recent one. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, in terms of not going out on your own terms, uh, this was a sad one for CM Punk because you know he felt like I guess his back was up against the wall, or he had been backed into a corner, whatever, and uh, he felt the need to to air these uh, grievances publicly. And uh, found himself uh, out of the spotlight, out of wrestling, and he seemed to be having a terrific time since you know 2021 when he mm-hmm. he returned to the mm-hmm. wrestling world with yeah. AEW. So I, I can't believe that he'd be happy with this, but who knows? You know, maybe he's like, "Yeah, I said what I needed to say. I'm good." Yeah, maybe who knows? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Anyways, uh, so we'll see where he goes from here. Let's go on with number two. Two, Big E. Oh, this is a bummer. Um. So the year didn't exactly start off great for Biggie. Um, so he was originally scheduled in a fatal four-way bout for his WWE title at day one. It was himself, it was Rollins, it was Owens, it was Lashley, I believe. And then the main event of the show was supposed to be Roman versus Brock for the Universal title. Roman got COVID, pulled from the show, so they added Brock to what was a four-way match to make it a five-way match. And of course, Brock walked out of day one as WWE champion, pinning Big E. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, uh, according to Wrestling Observer, Big E was originally supposed to retain the title at day one. I think the idea was he and Seth were going to feud at Mania. That's what I remember. If I remember hearing, correctly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then the following month, February, Big E was sent to SmackDown to reunite with the New Day. Uh, but then on the March 11th edition of SmackDown, uh, Big E broke his neck um, during a match. When uh, Rich Holland tried to hit an overhead belly to belly on the floor, luckily, uh, Biggie wasn't paralyzed from the injury, nor did he require surgery. 
Um, by basically all accounts, his recuperation from the injury has been going well, but he stated that uh, he's awaiting another evaluation in March. So his wrestling future in doubt. Um, but again, you know, when it comes to someone's health, happy that, you know, he escaped more permanent damage um, following that injury. And he's an immensely, immensely talented individual. And, and if for whatever reason he can't wrestle again, I'm sure he's going to be a massive success in whatever he, he chooses to do next. Yeah, this was, uh, you know, you don't like to see any injury happen to any wrestler. But talk about somebody who is just universally loved mm-hmm. by everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody seems to be a guy with just an enormous, an enormous heart, mm-hmm. enormous charisma, um, and uh, and yeah, it was it, it it really freaked me out. I think it freaked a lot of people out. Yeah, me too. When we saw this happen, and we're like, oh god, they what is happening right now? Um, and so, like you said, it's not it, it's 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 tragic. But it could have been much, much worse. Um, and uh, and yeah, like you said, man, I, I echo everything you say. Hopefully, you know, he just he gets to a, to a place where he is, you know, as healthy as can be and as happy as he can be. And if that means, you know, coming back to wrestling, awesome. Because, uh, I mean, even, you know, I know the New Day are currently NXT tag champions. But, you know, within the world of wrestling, within the silly world of wrestling, uh, they haven't had a terrific year either. And I think some of it can be attributed to they just feel like it's not the same without Biggie. You know, I mean, honestly, ever since they split them up in the first place, it didn't really seem the same. Like Biggie should have had those guys with him when he was champion yep. the entire time instead of having to do it on his own. And it just sort of felt like he was solo New Day guy. Um, and uh, and even his title run, like. You know, it was it was a great moment to see Big E achieve that, mm-hmm. and I'd never take that away from him. But the creative just wasn't there to make him the champion he should have been. Yeah, uh, for the for the, the the stories of the WWE. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, uh, maybe you know, in March we'll get more info about his future. Whatever he plans on doing, we'll be there waiting for him. Absolutely, absolutely. I love this number one. Let's go ahead and dive into it. Number right. one. Number one. Shane McMahon. Wow. wow. So it's interesting that uh, the person that tops this list had one match in WWE this year in 2022, <clears throat> and it was all the way back in January, the Royal Rumble. <laughs> he entered at number 28. Yeah. And uh, according to reports, uh, following the show, a couple days after, he was such a headache. Such a headache during the Rumble that Vince fired him. So initially after the Rumble, there's all these reports that Shane was going to be around for a while. He was going to be a heel on Raw. He was going to feud with either Seth or Lashley. But then on February 2nd, Ringside News, a site that we don't use very often. As he was, wasn't he supposed to have like a mania match against Seth Rollins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, revealed... That quote, there is a lot going on with Shane McMahon. He is now off Raw, Elimination Chamber, and WrestleMania. A tenured source within the company told us that Vince McMahon is also quietly using the term let go to describe the situation. Shane has been let go. Vince had no choice. Shane created chaos, had everyone in an uproar, pissed off everyone in the Rumble, openly buried other producers, and was changing things that Vince wanted. Vince had no other choice but to send him home. So Sean Ross Sapp, uh, uh, you know, uh, had some more details. It said the following regarding the Shane McMahon report of being quietly let 
uh, go from WB by ringside news. I've yet to be able to get it confirmed. This is all back in February when it all happened, but was told by another source. It's likely true. Uh, ringside news has been accurate with the reports surrounding him that they've had heard thus far, though he wasn't listed as producer internally for the <clears> rumble. <throat> he helped put the match together, which he's done before in the past. We're told he was integral in a lot of changes in the match. That was already heavily changing as is. And if and you remember, there was a lot of stories leading into the Rumble that they never referenced during yeah. the actual Rumble. And we had speculated somebody came in and changed this shit because it seemed obvious that a lot of these stories were supposed to play out during the Rumble. And the Rumble ended up being kind of a turd because they didn't really address many of that stuff. Yes, yes. Uh, Andrew Zarian had some uh, more details saying, quote, few notes from source regarding Shane and the Rumble. There were numerous changes to what number Bad Bunny would be. This is a cause for concern, and people within WB were upset. WB doesn't want to come off negatively with such a major outside star. And then uh, Melser tweeted, quote, just confirmation that Shane is out of WB. More to come. But then also noted that, quote, it's unknown whether his talent deal was terminated or if the plans for him the next two months were simply dropped. So kind apart, from, apart say, from him, yeah. uh, there was a report, I think, from PW Insider shortly before Mania that he was going to be at the show. Mm -hmm. I don't think we've heard anything about kind Shane It's safe to say that I don't think he's going to be back in WWE. I know it, like, there was always rumors that like him and Shane didn't really get along, and I'm sure over the years they'd probably put that aside at some point because you, you probably have to. But uh, given that Triple H is in charge of creative now, I'd be kind of shocked if uh, Shane McMahon could show up now and try to pull that same shit. My favorite story from all this, of course, is uh, when he was backstage at the Rumble waiting to, uh, to, to come out and uh, and his music hit. And uh, no, was it? It was his music hit, and he was. But he he was trying to get Randy Orton to go out. He thought Ra he wanted Randy Orton to go out before him. Yeah. And Randy looked at him and said, "I'm not walking out there to your music because somebody had already cued Shane yeah, McMahon's yeah. music." And he's like, "I'm not fucking going out there." Yeah. <laughs> and they were great. all kind of laughing him off. Yeah. But yeah, apparently he just he walked in, pissed off a lot of people, and then uh, and then he was fired by his own dad. I like I like the idea that Vince was quote unquote quietly using the term let go like you know people are walking around hey what happened to Shane O'Mac uh, he was let go yeah god damn it I fired my own son don't tell anybody Vince whispering in hushed tones yeah I no let him go what yeah. let him I fired him <laughs> god no. damn it god damn it all right fine yeah. So uh, no, that was that was it's pretty funny. It's actually really comical. <laughs> Shane O'Mac just walked in there, burned it down, and then fucked off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he got fired. That, that's kind of like that's you know that's the most succinct way to put it. Oh, yeah, pretty I much. I don't fucking miss him. I really don't. No, I never. No. You know, Shane O'Mac was pretty entertaining back during the Attitude Era. Oh yeah. He left for a long time. I thought there were moments that he was still kind of entertaining, but like they gave him an Undertaker Mania match. I know. Like what? I really? Know. And it was long. It was like 30 yeah. minutes. Yeah. And it's like he would still do crazy shit, but I'm like, come on, man. Like yeah. now it's just sort of sad seeing this older dude do this stuff. I just, I don't need to see you jump off things. You he took that bad bump at like Survivor Series and Orton went over to his kids to tell him that he was all right. Yeah. I don't need to say, I don't need to, mm -hmm. that's too real. Yeah. That's, I don't even like when Jeff Hardy does it and he's made a whole career of it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I know I don't really miss Shane O'Mac. 
His his raw underground was weird. Yeah, it was. He'd stop fights on his whims. Yeah. Made I mean, no he sense. just really came off like, you know, he was coked out. I'm just talking about what I saw on screen. He, like, it looked like his character was yeah. Yeah. guy who runs, coked out guy who runs an underground fight club. Yeah, that's totally what it seemed like. Poorly. Totally. <laughs> who poorly runs. Oh, poorly. Totally poorly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I did like his relationship with Amos, though. Yeah. I thought that was nice. Yeah, like anyway. the baked potato face line. At no, Mrs. there were Dad. funny things funny when he was bits. a bad guy, the best in the world. Although, yeah. again, when he shows up at the Saudi Arabia show and he books himself to win best in the world. Really? That's not a spot you can give to an actual wrestler. Yeah, I know. That should have been like give else. that to AJ. Yeah, something? I, know. I don't know. I know. I know. I know. Anyways. I know. Yeah, uh, we got so a few. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. The honorable. Yeah. Honorable let's talk about the honorable so we match. mentioned Wardlow earlier. And again, someone else whose years seemingly started out really good. He was in a really uh, hot feud with MJF. Mm. Um, and then it kind of ended with the fizzle at double or nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he just hasn't really been able to get the momentum back, even as TNT champion. Yeah. You know, he was TNT champ. And then and then he was on Rampage a lot. He was on Rampage a lot. For some reason, they put him in a tag team with Samoa Joe just to launch a feud between the two of them. And then Joe beat the, or got the title off him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a triple threat bout. It's just they had all the makings of 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 the possibility of building a huge star. Yeah, they did. And yeah. then it was they could never get back on track after double or nothing. And him saying this is Ward to Wardlow's world isn't helping matters. No, he's sort of like his his weaknesses because of how new he is mm-hmm. in general mm-hmm. um, were sort of uh, wonderfully hidden during his time with MJF. On his own, those weaknesses come to the fore when he is reacting to a situation uh, that you know he's he, he's he's up against it, and he was reacting to MJF, a big personality. Mm-hmm. Then that was that was a strength for him. Mm-hmm. But when he has to be that big personality, when he has to be the Goldberg, I guess, or whatever they want him to be, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work. Mm-mm. It just it doesn't work. We all wanted to see this guy explode and become the new Batista. But the thing about Batista is that when he started, he was already old and he already had that gravitas. He already had that you know uh, uh, sense of you know that sort of intangible. This guy has his priorities straight. This guy has that thing that you get when you're older. Batista already had that. And so you just believed him. Wardlow still comes off like he's he's inexperienced. He's young. You know, he's yeah. getting by simply on the Powerbomb Symphony. He yeah. does other cool shit. Yeah, he does. He adds cool shit to his repertoire. You can mm-hmm. tell this guy is building up. Mm-hmm. Um, but and honestly, I don't think it's on him. I think it's been on the creative that they've yeah. given him. Yeah. Yeah, because I th- I think he's a good performer. Yeah, it's just they're not emphasizing. His you know, when it now. comes to his character, they're not giving him what he needs to succeed to the level that I think he probably should be at this point. Definitely, thousand percent. Yeah, uh, we can talk Veer. Of course, he uh, it took him a while to debut. Oh, he was coming forever. He was coming forever, and then he finally yeah. came, and then he had a series of squash matches, and then once Triple H took over creative, he disappeared off TV for a while, and and he's in NXT now doing something that could potentially be pretty neat with Sanga. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, I like I like what they're doing with the characters there, mm-hmm. but just you know the, the 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 potential there was something uh pretty hyped up, and then it just it just kind of fizzled because there was nothing behind it more than just he's intense and he can beat people up. There just wasn't I'm anything hopeful, else to it. 
I'm hopeful for his uh, uh, tag team with uh, in the share because there's there's something there now. They have real chemistry and they seem like real people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then Vince McMahon. Um, I mean, I guess yeah, we we could have put him on this list. Although I was he's like, go. He was not. He's not a wrestler anymore. But I guess we could have put him on here. But nonetheless, well, he's been a wrestler. He has. Been, so yeah. I was like, yeah, you know. Uh, Vince, I mean, synonymous with wrestling, uh, had a pretty dog shit. And for one thing, he had to fire his own son, mm-hmm. uh, and then he had to fire himself. Now he thinks that was bad advice. I think it was probably good advice. Yeah, it seemed like pretty sound advice. We were told mm-hmm. Vince that to, to step down. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Sound advice. Uh, so yeah, bad year for Vince. Um. Anyways, uh, we're heading into the new year, 2023. Let us know in the comments below what you'd like to see next from Count Out. Yes. Uh, I know we're going to be doing. Who who do you think did not have a great year? Who had a shit year? Did we miss anybody who had a shit year? Let us know in the comments below. What kind of count outs would you like to see in the new year? Yes. Thanks for watching, everybody. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.